NC State basketball earned some ice cream in Louisville over the weekend. The Cards had some tricks up their sleeves, but ultimately NC State had control of the deck. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? It's time to get locked in with Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Happy Monday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. Recapping an 89-83 to victory on the road for the NC State men's basketball team. Took out Louisville in the Yum Center on Saturday. A little bit of a roller coaster of a game as they played good and then bad and then good. And then bad again, but ultimately time was on our side at the very end there. Now, something that was good to see was the reversal from the offense uh, as opposed to the UNC game we witnessed last week. They shot 54%, 50% from deep. Many of these were coming from DJ Horn, registered six threes and 27 points for a season high. What were some of your initial reactions coming off of this win on Saturday? You know, this game at the Yum Center was ironically a lot like eating KFC, right? You went through the good, the bad, the up, the down, like, oh, the skin is great. Oh, my God, I'm eating pigeon ankle. Oh, great. Like, that's, you know, you went through a little bit of that with this game, right? You start off with the skin, a 12-0 run to begin the game. Oh, this is so great. And then you're like, why is this meat so greasy? This is terrible. All of a sudden, we kind of came lackluster out of the halftime and and then we pick it up again and you're like ha the wedges are great lol jk we're going to discontinue the wedges we're going to discontinue them the end of the game was a very bad breakdown but all in all this game was much better than actually eating kfc because it ended in the way that you wanted to like this ended positively nc state got a win were there things to complain about absolutely are there many things that you can look back at and say what the hell was going on Michael O'Connell, brother, I love you. You did a great job to start this thing off. But when the team had that collapse toward the end, it was like, um, Mikey, what's going on? And don't get me wrong, this is not an indictment of just him. It was a full team thing. But, again, his performance in and of itself was very indicative of what you look at with this team. Because when he started this game off, that was our floor general right there. I said, am I watching little John Stockton out there? This this guy is wheeling and dealing. He's finding open folks. He's hitting shots when they're doubling DJ and he's open. And then down the stretch, you know, things kind of got frozen again. That's not just an indictment of him because, again, it was not uh, Michael out there by himself. There were multiple players who went through that same kind of deal in terms of high, low, hot, cold, up, down throughout this game. So all in all, I know that everybody wants to harp on the near collapse at the end. And Grayson and I, y'all know us. We're not going to tell you, hey, everything's fine. Everything's good. 
there is no war in Basing say we're not those people we'll tell you straight up and down what's going on and the reality is the finish was a win obviously beating Louisville is nothing to hang your hat at and say ah oh, we did it we saved the city but you did what you needed to do here you take from the lessons you learn the lessons and you move forward and if you don't think that we're learning the lessons and moving forward and getting better that's fine to say I'm not mad at you for that I'm never going to say hey you don't have the right to be upset at the product that's being put out on the court. But with that being said, I would just say, don't be so negative that if it's not perfect, you don't want it. Because I, I think that there is an alternative to barely beating a bad Louisville team, which we saw with Miami the game before. I believe what I tweeted after the conclusion of the game on Saturday was the end was infuriating because it was, but they went on the road and they got it done. The, the goal was to go out to Louisville and win the basketball game. They accomplished the goal. It didn't always look pretty because at many moments it didn't, but you got the win. And again, those are hard to come by in the ACC, regardless of how the other teams are faring this year, which is also kind of hot and cold. Going on the road any given night in the ACC and winning a basketball game is not an easy thing to do. So could NC State have won this by many more points than they did? Absolutely. But they won the game. So that that's the that's the main focus. We'll touch more on the offense specifically in just a second, but I do want to talk about Michael O'Connell. Michael O'Connell got the start in this game because DJ Horn was actually late to a film session. Molly about to start lineup. And kind of bringing me to my main point, we'll touch on here in a couple minutes. Michael O'Connell was tremendous. You got 11 points and six assists from him. Perfect from beyond the arc. He was three for three. And something we've discussed about O'Connell in the past is kind of all the offense that you do get from him is a little bit of a bonus. But he looked like a reliable source of it on Saturday. Any shot that he was given with plenty of space to take, he took it and then he knocked it down. And in addition to that, he is he is the floor general. And the offense, you can very visibly tell that the offense is in sync much more when he is on the floor and he has control of the basketball. He has the most poise, the most composure, and he can see the floor, not to discredit him, but I think he sees the floor a little bit better than DJ Horn does or Cam Woods does, sometimes than Jaden Taylor does. I love seeing Michael O'Connell in this game, and that is something that I think you should see more of. Uh, again, we'll touch more on that more in-depth in a second. Another guy I want to talk about, Mo Diara, 11 boards in this. He's kind of flying under the radar because he's you know he had some weeks where he didn't play as much. He was nursing a sore ankle. Starting to get a bit more minutes now, so hopefully I'll give him my ankle. He got both of them. Right. He got a left one and a right one. Come on. Come on, Mo. We need you, brother. In games like these, something you don't notice is, yes, he did pull down 11 boards. And those are crucial in a game like on the road at Louisville, an upcoming game Tuesday night against Wake Forest. If you have a big body that can pull down double-digit boards and affect all the shots like he does in the paint, again, not a stat that gets registered in the stat book, but the way he can control the paint and alter so many shots goes a little bit unnoticed. So a lot of credit to Mo Diar there. DJ Burns, another one. He had 13, a couple big buckets late. Another guy, the offense just functions at a higher level when he when the ball is going through DJ at least once per possession. If you have yeah. O'Connell and DJ on the floor, it feels like your side of the court is even bigger because the way that they see it, they make the, the necessary adjustments or the passes. The offense is just – they're operating at a higher level there. The the only request I would have with DJ Burns is work harder to establish your position. Stop right. posting up at the three-point line. That is insane. Yeah. That is, he makes it work. I'm not going to lie to you. He does make it work from time to time. But, brother, if you work harder in the beginning to get your positioning, 
you'll you'll end up much closer to the basket where you're much more of a threat. DJ posting up around the three-point line, your margin of error is much different against Louisville than it will be Tuesday night against Wake Forest. And yeah, yeah, despite maybe all the calls that DJ Burns doesn't get, you just need him in position to have a better chance at drawing those calls. He's not going to draw them out by the three-point line, even though no. he's shown that he can back somebody down all the way to the hoop. You need DJ to be inside, like you mentioned, Kenton, established position, and then go up or pass out from there. But all in all, again, don't want to harp too much on some of the, the bad that we saw. The ending was brutal. We, I think we had our season high in turnovers, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was like 15 times. Many of those were in the last four minutes. And you kept a Louisville team in it when you had no reason to do so. Come out the gate, you put a 12-0 spot on them, and you're like, okay, maybe we're going to cruise today. Louisville, at some point, they're going to hit shots. They started to hit shots. Actually, they hit probably more shots than maybe you would have expected from what is a bad Louisville team. I thought they played not horrible on Saturday, but you keep them in it when you make these crucial mistakes coming into half, coming out of half, and then, of course, at the very end of the second half. And so we won the game, but certainly made things a lot more difficult on ourselves than we needed to. On to the next one. We got Wake Forest coming up on Tuesday night. Much of our Tuesday episode will be focused on that matchup in particular. But we got the win. We ate our ice cream, and we're on to the next one. If it's a win that's less than we feel comfortable by, you know, hit them with the the little cup with the wooden spoon, the one where you only got about three, four scoops of that thing, you know. And and if you get a strawberry, you got to stir it for like – 10 minutes before the strawberry syrup actually gets mixed in. One of those. Stop. This licorice ice cream, this pralines and cream nonsense. Stop. Although pralines and cream ain't bad. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you know what I mean? Y'all can make that a punishment if you want to, but I'll go. That's neither here nor there. The reality is a win is a win is a win, and we'll take the roll. Up next, we'll be taking a closer look on how the offense did out in Louisville after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is FanDuel. The NFL wildcard weekend has now come and gone. An NFL divisional round is up next. But first, we got a great week of a college basketball slate. So there's still time to get in on the action over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's right, $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet including live same-game parlays, finding bets within the new Explore tab, and making a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Middle portion of our Monday show. Wanted to dive a little bit more in-depth in some of the offensive numbers from Saturday out in Louisville. Uh, As I already mentioned, we shot 54% overall, 50% from three. We were 10 of 20. DJ Horn had six of those. Talk about efficient. DJ Horn was nine of 14 on the day, six of nine from three, and perfect at the free throw line, three of three, to finish with his season high of 27. Now, I mentioned that DJ Horn actually came off of the bench in this game, ended up playing 35 minutes, which I believe was more than anyone else but came off of the bench in this game because he was late to a film session, and that gave Michael O'Connell the start. Now, this is my main point. I'm not crazy superstitious, although you might not believe us based on our reverse psychology from football season. I'm not crazy superstitious, but I think you have to run back that exact same lineup 
until it blows up in your face. And the reason I say that is something we touched on last week in the UNC loss. It just felt like DJ Horn was just trying to facilitate too much in addition to try and create for himself. When you take the ball handling pressure off of him a bit, and again, sure, I guess, I guess it's against Louisville and there's something to be said for that, but DJ Horn just felt more free and easy in this game. He, I like his ability to play off of the ball way more than his ability to play on it. And so maybe you keep leaning into that if you're Kevin Keats. Maybe if you want to start DJ Horn, you just also start Michael O'Connor. I, I like this idea where DJ Horn is functioning more off of the ball. Seems to directly impact the amount of shooting lanes he gets and I mean, subsequently put in 27 here. But on the flip side of this is you did get more offense from Michael O'Connell himself. And I think many teams probably do not see him as an offensive threat. I mean, many NC State fans also do not see him much of an offensive threat because a lot of the offense, as we've said, feels like a bonus. But in this game, he provided some very key buckets for the Wolfpack. I mean, Late in that second half, I believe he hit two threes that were like, oh, okay, we might just run away with this thing now all of a sudden. So yeah. O'Connell, again, he's not going to be a main feature of your offense, but he's if he's able to distribute at a high level like he was, he can become a key piece to this offense. The biggest thing here is this. As much as I like certain players, it's not about who I like or, or you know what I want to be the case. Sometimes we got to tinker and we got to, you know, improve things and whatnot. And if the case needs to be that some guys need to grab, excuse me, some guys need to grab the pot for longer, or if DJ Horn needs to be permanently our sixth man, our, hey, come off the bench, be our Mo, not Mo, Lou Williams, you know, hey, come in, get buckets. That's your thing. That's what we need you to do. That's what we want you to do type deal. Then maybe that's just that. But I, I think that the biggest thing here is this team, don't make the depth your detriment. Use it to your benefit. Right. Use it in ways where you work this thing out to where you, you're you not using it as a tool to scare guys and say, like, hey, Casey, you keep breaking from three. We're going to sit you down or whatever. But use it as a way to say, okay, you know what? We've tried this lineup. We've tried that lineup. This lineup has been most effective. And so that's what we're going to rock out with. For all the talk that people did about, you know, what Louisville, how bad Louisville is or whatever, or how they played, there were many anomalies in this game, right? For example, if you look at Sky Clark, number 55 from Louisville, he shot 66% from three. He's shooting 30% on the season. Yeah. And some people would say, well, that's because NC State played bad defense. Look at the two threes that he made. Those are, those are textbook scouting report. Hey, give him space, make him knock down that shot. And if he knocks it down, you live with that type shots and they were well content and I'll tell you one of them I'm like why are you playing up so close on Scott let let him shoot that and he still knocks it down so you live with that you know sometimes the game of basketball is as simple as whether or not you're making or missing a shot so I'm not saying to use O'Connell as a punishment for anybody else who say hey you aren't playing well we're gonna put O'Connell in your starting spot I'm saying instead use it as Let's tinker. Let's find the right way to do this because some of you all who think you are better at starters or who enjoy the starter title may be better coming in as the sixth man going against other teams, second unit, where you can absolutely demolish them for a little bit and then, you know, um, you know, play that role effectively as opposed to like like we talked about being the main ball handler uh, with the one. And you mentioned Casey Morsell. I think my next point here, kind of in the same breath as DJ Horn, Casey just needs to be your catch and shoot guy. 
And we talked about that last week. I know he is mightily struggling right now from downtown. I believe he was another 0 for 2 out in Louisville. He is one of your main shooters, though, so you want him to keep shooting. You want him to shoot out of the slump, whatever you want to call it, that he's currently in. But that will come from setting him up with better looks. And he was able to score 13 in this game out in Louisville. He created a little bit for himself. Um, but again, I, I don't love you know giving him the ball and then everybody else is kind of stagnant, and so he has to try and figure out something to do with it. So another one, if you can just create looks based on Michael O'Connell, maybe even a Deke from DJ Horn, and you toss it one more in Casey Marcel's open on the corner. You just you got to find a way to get him in a rhythm because we saw what he can do when he's in a rhythm, like we did last year. He can shoot at a high clip. It's not that all that talent is all of a sudden out the window. He's just yeah. in a little bit of a slump and needs a little bit more confidence to get this thing rolling again. And I, and I think that he's you know perfectly capable of doing so. He he is a good shooter, but all all shooters at some point. Go through it a little. Casey Morcel, I still have confidence he can figure it out, but another one just needs to focus more on his strength, which is catch-and-shoot type basketball. My last point here is on MJ Rice, and we talked about this in addition last week. MJ Rice is not playing to his strengths right now, and I don't know if that's a coaching thing or if that's just a personal thing. I don't need MJ Rice to jack up a three-pointer and then sit the rest of the game on the bench. That's not doing us any good and as I mentioned he is the strongest if not one of the strongest guys on the court whenever he is on it we need him attacking the rim get inside get physical and you will see some immediate results whether it's boards or tough buckets in the lane he can do both what I don't need is him to come in brick two threes and then sit down I would like to see more MJ Rice but playing to the strengths there's several guys that we have not been playing to their strengths Maybe in this game, you did see that with DJ Horn, but you need more consistency all across the board, especially when you play a team like Wake Forest on Tuesday night. So that's how this offense is going to get back on their feet again. Some people like to say, hey, Ken, you're a football guy. You don't know much about basketball, so you know you shouldn't talk. Well, I'll quote a basketball guy. I'll quote a guy who made multiple NBA All-Star games, made a, a few All-NBA teams in LaMarcus Aldridge. Sometimes some players are so skilled that they want – to do a thousand different things. They want to right. do this and that and the third, and they, you know, I can do this, I can do that. It's not about what you can do. It's about what do you do at a high level, right? Especially at the college level. If you really have a one move that you can go to, or one thing that you can go to consistently and a counter off of that offensively, you're good. You're good. For anybody who believes that, you know, we're just talking about Casey Morsell and he hasn't shown himself or proven himself as a shooter, let's look at his three-point percentage from year over year until this year. 17.6, 26.3, 35, 41.1, and this year, 28.8. Again, there's a, it's when you lock in on your one thing, lock in on that, do that, and everything else will take care of itself. Again, I do I think that that Casey can be a distributor and a playmaker on the college team? Of course. Sure. Can. Should he? Is that where he adds the most value? No. I mean, that's, you know, can you feasibly, um, can you paint a wall black with a marker? Hypothetically, yes. Is that the way that you would want to use a marker? No. 
Like that's just the reality that we're looking at here. And it's not saying that that's a limitation or that you're not good or whatever the case may be. It's not saying that. It's saying lean into where you're strong. Same with MJ Rice, right? Can you knock down a three here and there? Yeah. Yeah. We, you can shoot it. Yeah. Is that where you get the most value? This relationship has to be symbiotic. He can get something out of this thing. NC State can get something out of this thing. If there's a, a symbiosis, if there's an agreement that, hey, we do what's best for all parties. And what's best for all parties is for MJ to lean into where he's good. Because when you lean into where you're good, you get more minutes. When you get more minutes, you get more shot opportunities. So now, if you really are just dying to shoot that three, which one do you think gives you a better chance to do so? When you're playing five minutes or when you're playing 25? Right. Answer quickly. Don't think. Don't think about it. Just just fire off the cuff. Which one do you think is more like, you know, so that's the deal. You know, play into the strengths, lean into the strengths, and this notable offensive shift will be there. Of course, like we talked about, the game is about making shots, missing shots. Some nights it's just not your night, and it'll, it'll seem like there's a little in the basket. But it helps you prevent yourself from having back-to-back nights where it's not your night if everybody is just playing into their strengths. We might not be primarily basketball guys, but we can tell you if something is working and we can tell you if something is not working. Up next, we're going to talk about the future for NC State baseball. Star-studded freshman coming through Raleigh in 2024 after a quick word from our sponsor. Our second sponsor of the day is Jace Medical. I know we all come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of life, but we got to talk for just a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. It's kind of crazy. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than your loved ones getting sick during a supply chain issue. Such an issue that keeps them from potentially life-saving medication that they needed. But thankfully, we're all going to be okay, and that's because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and many others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on, to get $20 off your order. Jace Medical. Last couple minutes of our Monday show here. Wanted to talk a little bit about NC State baseballs. We're about a month away from that season beginning, but I noticed that they were listed as a top five freshman class, according to D1 Baseball on Monday, and this is extremely significant. We talk about getting over the hump in a couple other sports at NC State, Baseball is absolutely another one that falls into this category. But when you bring in a top five freshman class to pair that, I believe the incoming transfer class is also ranked nationally in the top 25. You can formulate maybe a surprising season here in 2024. And some of these freshman guys were guys that you feared that might not ever make it to state because they were to get drafted. And, you know, talk about the young right-handed pitcher and Chance Mako. I'm expecting big things. And he is just a freshman. But you saw what a freshman could do last year when you look at a guy like Dom Fritton and some of these other guys like catcher Alex Sosa, supposed to be another dude behind the plate. Jackson Lucas, Luke Nixon, Ryan Marone, 
Jacob Dudon. These are all big-time names that you're going to be knowing very shortly here at NC State. I expect them all to be immediate impact type of guys. Let me tell you something. Folks were ready to bury Elliot Avon and say, all right, that's enough. We're going to get him his little thousand wins and send him off to pasture. That brother rose up like the Undertaker in, on SmackDown in 2003. He said, don't worry about it. You may be ready for me to be dumb, but I'm not tired yet. I got plenty left in the gas tank. And he went out and put together one of the best recruiting classes in NC State history for any of our big three sports. You know what I mean? For any of them. And and even if you were to include women's basketball in there, still one of the best recruiting classes ever. Top five in the country. Man, stop playing. Stop playing. This, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, y'all might have thought that Elliot David lost his fastball. He said, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, baby. You were just looking at the cutter. You just got a little confused. I, I still put some heat on this thing, so we'll see what this team can do next year. I mean, this is probably flying under the radar a bit. It's not quite baseball season. Again, we're about a month away, but you'll be getting a lot more baseball content from us in the next month or so as we lean into the season. But you could see a very special year for NC State baseball. Maybe we like it flying under the radar a bit but expecting some big things from some young stars. That'll do it for us here on Monday. As always, thank y'all so much for joining us. Be sure to hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box. Tell us what you thought about the win out in Louisville on Saturday. If you were content with the win or you're pissed about almost losing it, let us know in the comments. Let us know what you think about the NC State basketball offense. Maybe some shifting of some things. Give us your thoughts there and the NC State baseball top five freshman class, maybe someone that you're looking out for as the baseball season approaches. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you have not already. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.